0: What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Managing Editor of Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com, and FightfulSelect.com. This show brought to you by FightfulSelect.com. Of course, you can get all your news, your exclusives, your interviews, your podcasts over at Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com, absolutely free. But at the beginning of April, we did add our premium service, Fightful Select. I do retro reviews, Q&A podcasts, members-only podcasts, where we may talk a little bit of wrestling, but a little bit about Everything else, I have a guest on there every month. And I also do the uh, essentially the flagship show of Fightful Select, the Fightful Weekender podcast, where I break down my Fightful Wrestling Weekly, which has a bunch of exclusives. We talk about 205 Live, New Japan, Ring of Honor, Being the Elite, uh, Impact Wrestling, which has been on a roll of late. So that's definitely worth checking out this week. We've got the Weekender podcast. We've got my retro review of WWF SummerSlam 2000, as well as a dark match commentary with John Cena against Shelton Benjamin. Of course, we have a ton of other perks, which you all can just head over to Fightful Select and check out right now. I'm allowing you guys who subscribe to submit questions for interviews that I have upcoming as well, so you all get to interact more than ever. So head over, check out FightfulSelect.com. Then I won't have to plug it anymore. I am joined today by Alex Palowski, who I will say is the greatest Alex Palowski, yep. which actually holds some weight because there were three others before you
2: yeah no i'm I'm Alexander Palowski the fourth uh the the other three i mean especially my my great granddad I mean screw that guy jobber <laughs> total total ham and egger.
0: who'd he ever be
2: <laughs> nobody, nobody
0: speaking of.
2: I think we may have lost Sean. Did we lose Sean? Am I still on the air? I got a little live thing up here, so this is really fun. Am I doing this by myself? Sean, are you out there, buddy? <laughs> oh, this is this is gonna be gold. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Sean, huh? Screw that guy. And and wow, I. <laughs> This broadcast
0: is messing up.
2: (laughs) Messing up badly.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. Apologies, people. Google Hangouts stays messing up tonight, so uh, my apologies ahead uh, ahead of time. But uh, fortunately, Alex has access to my show notes, so he can just convey to you whatever it is I'm thinking. I could. I could find them and use them. Yeah, sure. Somebody said, worst case scenario, code blue. (laughs) Alex Solo. Anyway, (laughs) WWE refs are only given names on TV these days when they are being shamed. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like, I I wish that they would go a step further with this and said you should have refs that are just particularly bad at their jobs. That happens in the MMA, like, really. Like, there are refs, when you see them in the cage, you're like, oh, this is not going to end well. This is going to be bad. And then there are some refs you see, and you're like, oh, you know they're going to be good. You know they're going to – it's going to be no nonsense. And I think, like, sometimes when that's the case, Kurt Angle can be like, no, 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 you're getting this ref because I Mm want to make sure nothing bad happens. Now, ideally, you would say, well, why is that guy just in that position anyway? But
2: Yeah, why does he need the ref all the time? If Um, so,
0: why don't they fire all these shitty refs? So maybe, maybe I'm getting a little too ahead of myself. The crowd does not like Roman Reigns tonight, Alex.
2: No, why why would they? Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, this is the thing is that that, that you he lost uh at, at Mania and was immediately put in a rematch that he didn't earn, that he didn't apparently want. He was like, WWE has booked me into this rematch in 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 the beautiful city. Of Jeddah South at Saudi Arabia. I don't want it. I don't want to go. I don't want to be in a cage, but I'll do it anyway because I'm a champion. I don't know what he said. It was stupid. He didn't. And so, so, so him then going and like, I'm pretty sure this whole controversy wasn't a planned deal. You know what I mean? Like, he was supposed to spear him out of the cage and Brock was supposed to legitimately win because of that decision by Roman which makes him, in canon, super stupid. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to spear this guy out of the cage and thereby lose like it's just a dumb thing to do. People aren't, aren't don't like you if you're if dumb. If Big
0: E did it, his face would have hit the ground first. That's that's true. Because he does the YOLO dive. Roman Reigns says he doesn't need to say anything because this footage speaks for itself and he's not the champion mm-hmm. yet. Now, there's been this groundswell of people that are, are I've seen on Twitter that are like, all these people complaining, Roman Reigns clearly isn't the guy. WWE doesn't think he's the guy. Well, yeah, they do. Because when you have him headline four straight WrestleManias and have him in a title match in front of 50,000-ish in Saudi Arabia, you do. Also, when you have a guy who is over, reference him in a promo later in the night trying to get some positive feedback on him. Yeah, it, it's, that's, that's the worst thing is that everybody can see what you're doing. The audience isn't as stupid as you want them to be, I guess.
2: Yeah. They seem to be, like, hedging their bets a little bit, but I wouldn't say mm-hmm. they've given up on him, which is what I've seen in some circles. Like, no, 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 no. No,
0: they're no, They're not giving up on him. He's still no. going to be a featured player, a yeah. main player, and probably...
2: There, there are... But here's the thing. There are so many things you could do with him that isn't this that would get him way more over with, with your target audience and they're just not doing that
0: and the thing is they they've tried to act like they've done that the last couple of years they've done everything except for the thing they should really do mm-hmm. and, and i mean he was he was over maybe not in the right way but people were interested in his matches when braun Strowman was facing him mm-hmm. although they weren't cheering him so i mean that that wasn't what WWE wanted however it's like everything but the one thing that the fans would totally eat up. They've done. They've kept him out of the the main event title picture. But that's mainly because there has not really been much of a main event title picture. And for these Raw shows, sometimes they seem way longer than what they are because the top prize, the top crown on that brand is nowhere to be seen. So what are a lot of these guys fighting for? Well, we saw what Seth Rollins and Finn Balor are fighting for later on, but, but we'll get to that. Yeah, A Samoa Joe video interrupts, followed by Jinder Mahal, who says that he doesn't make excuses like Roman Reigns does. Although, you could argue that he was facing Jeff Hardy and a ghost at the Greatest Royal Rumble, Alex.
2: Yeah, a ghost, uh, possibly uh, an invisible John Cena, uh, who's starting that feud, which you know they'll have at some point early. Um, Yeah, no, uh, something caused him to fall down in the middle of that match when he wasn't hit by Whisper in the Wind. We know it wasn't a botch because it can't be a botch because a guy who would botch that would never have been handed the reins for for your Tuesday yep. night brand no. for like six months. They would never have, have, have given a whole show That's plus nuts. the WWE Championship to a guy who would botch that. So he didn't botch it. So what else happened instead? And thankfully you have me on staff and I did a deep dive on that.
0: You did. You did a connecting the dots, which you all can see at fightful dot com. Uh, you surmised that it was the zombie of Great Kali who looked like he was dead in the main event.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't was, know, there was I don't a ghost
0: if... of him, but right, was... he looked like a zombie in the main yeah, event. They
2: were like, no, he's still alive. No, I'm. I watched him walk down to the ring. I'm pretty sure he's the Walking Dead.
0: That's true. That's true. So. <laughs> Sami Zayn comes out and gets an insane reaction. He says that he had vertigo and couldn't go to the greatest Royal Rumble. He's followed by Kevin Owens, who gets another insane reaction in Montreal. They both speak in French, and the crowd chants, We, Owens says, that means yes, in case you all didn't know. Then conducts a popularity contest, which he wins. You know, a part of me wondered if Jinder would at least get a little bit of a positive reaction because he's from Canada.
2: He did not. No, because also like they, you, we, you and I know he's from Canada. He's completely. It's true. He's not. He hasn't claimed that. He's claimed he's from Punjab. Is the Invisible Man from Canada? Because that would explain a lot. It
0: could they be. don't he, want him beefing with a fellow? Yeah, French Canadian. That, that in could be it. the Invisible Man. Well, he,
2: well but he's upset that that, that seems to have like just renounced his homeland. It like, makes it
0: makes sense because the Invisible Man won Joey Janela's clusterfuck. Mm-hmm. And they, he probably rode down there with PCO from sure. Montreal. It makes yeah. so much
2: sense. Yeah, it does. So <laughs> it,
0: this uh, like this whole segment was like mixed signals for me, and it really, really was hammered home later on. Uh, <laughs> after Roman Reigns punches Kevin Owens in the face, all the three quote-unquote heels tonight jump Roman Reigns. Lashley Free is out it. wearing Free joggers, it. and he's Free ready to throw down.
2: There's three and a half. Don't forget Samir Singh. He's there yeah, too. Yeah,
0: Samir Singh's S- out there too.
2: Sunil Sunil. Braun
0: Strowman gets somewhat of a positive reaction when he comes out until he clears the ring. He tosses Sunil Singh over the rope onto the heels. Strowman should never ho- help Roman Reigns, even if there is a fire. No. Never.
2: Nope. I mean, if you if you get a thing where like, um, uh, Braun, I'm putting you in a SAG match with Roman. Nope, I don't want to do that. If you don't, you're fired. Like that, that might be the only, and he does it begrudgingly. Like these guys should be enemies forever. I see there's a thing out there where they want them to be like the new mega powers. I'm like, no, screw that. These, these, I don't know who the Miss Elizabeth is in this equation, but I don't want to see a mega powers explode angle. I just want to see these guys always distrusting each other for the rest of time because each man has tried to kill the other with an ambulance. It's, it's, you can't trust each other after that.
0: I'm with you. Uh, they cleared the ring. And to me, it looked like three hometown boys, essentially, against three American sirloin beef sons of bitches in mm-hmm. Canada.
2: Why yeah. not just 1997, the situation? I know, it's crazy. This is the thing I hate the most is that it felt very, um, like, oh no, Roman's in trouble. Let's go out there and help him. Like, like I, I tweeted about this, it does feel like Roman and the Super Friends uh, tonight, and I, I don't, I don't need that as as your main story, where he's got these two guys who are bigger, stronger, and more over than he is. If they would just let Bobby Lashley cut one promo, it would be done. Um, like it's basically a, like Superman's in trouble, and he needs Apache Chief and um, and Black Vulcan to come help him in the Super Friends. It doesn't work. I don't want it.
0: We had Elias defeating Bobby Roode via ref stoppage. Elias is backstage drinking some special tea in an outfit he <laughs> picked up in Saudi Arabia. I don't know if you saw the Greatest Royal Rumble podcast, but his awareness stat on WWE 2K18 or 19 should be 99 because he stopped mid-song at the Greatest Royal Rumble and was like, oh, shoot, and just eliminated a bunch of guys. He had a real good showing at the Greatest Royal he Rumble. He did.
2: I, I, would, I would say it's uh, second only to to Braun. Like, mm-hmm. like, the, and uh, the fact that I believe Braun eliminated him. Like, it was a, it's a thing that that you know they had. I mean, the, the that that whole match, like forty-one out of the fifty guys weren't on the Mania card, at least the main Mania card. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't like you had the best and brightest in there. You were, you know, like I don't know what to believe, but apparently you had a sumo wrestler in there. Because the Crown Prince wanted Yokozuna, but he wasn't available because he died 18 years ago.
0: That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Not that I'm doubting the story. Yeah. I'm just saying, it's dumb. Oh, man. I bet they were like, they they should have put in a call to see if Falaba could have squeezed out of that contract for one night. Because at least he's decent. Falaba is very entertaining on Impact Wrestling. But, man, I bet they were like, oh, man, really? We got to do this? Ocifono is how old? (laughs) Shit. Who can we find? Oh, man. Yeah, uh, Elias lasted 34 minutes and eliminated the second most people in the Greatest Royal Rumble. Great showing. Here's the thing that really confuses me about WWE. You have a guy like Elias who the crowd wants to love. They want to love him so bad. Mm -hmm. As we see with Roman Reigns, it is not always easy to create baby faces. In fact, I would argue that it's downright hard to create baby faces sometimes, and I don't think there's any shame into lucking into it or just stumbling into it. And if somebody picks it up and really likes somebody, roll with it. Elias, instead of calling the crowd mouth breathers, could just as easily call Bobby Roode a mouth breather Mm -hmm. if Bobby Roode were a heel, and it would just it would get get over. I would run with him as a baby face and embrace it man they love him so much he controls every crowd he told them to hold their applause and they go nuts uh he is eventually and predictably interrupted by bobby rude yeah uh, bobby Roode has the benefit of being from canada because his matches haven't gotten the hottest reactions of late and you know he's a babyface because he's jumping off the top rope alex
2: yeah that's how you signify that um I think that Elias uh, could very easily be a Miz kind of heel where the crowd loves him and he lets them because like, yeah, you're damn right. I deserve it. I'm the greatest thing in the world. Thank you all for recognizing it. Like his ego is, is kind of ironic at that point. And that's what we love because, oh my God, this guy, how do you not love him? And he's like, yes, I am worthy of your love. As opposed to the heels who were like, oh, you guys shut up. You never really liked me um that doesn't necessarily work and insisting on him insulting the home the hometown uh fans every time is kind of just short-sighted in my opinion
0: so (laughs) Elias keeps evolving doing different things in the ring there's this heaving body slam that he does I love the mule kick that was really cool rude fights back with a nice spine buster they battle in the turnbuckles which leads to the Bobby babyface ballistic lariat which is you know his super babyfacey move. Rude goes for his finish, but a couple of pin attempts are reversed. Elias slams Rude's throat into the ring post and Rude has to be helped out. What do you make of this? Elias has went over Rude pretty hard lately.
2: Mhm. Well, I mean they're building to Rude then winning over Elias when it mm-hmm. counts, you know. Um
0: I, I would love it if they were building to a double turn.
2: Wouldn't it be nice? That uh, <laughs> would be nice. I I, I I I just don't know if that's if that's the guy you have. And there's a lot of double turns you could do to get Elias over. Anyway, the the the, the finish of the match was odd because in regular motion, um, running Rude into the top turnbuckle uh, on the outside on the apron uh, looked really vicious. Then they did it in super slow-mo, so we can get a real good look at it. And in super slow-mo, uh, the turnbuckle hit him, like, right about, I don't know, mid-nipple area. Um, <laughs> and they, they showed it in real super close-up and super slow-mo. I was like, oh, oh, he's just he's faking all that on the outside. Like, he didn't need to do the super slow-mo. And I yeah. feel like somebody in the cr- truck could have previewed that and said, we're not doing the slow-mo, guys. It looks really bad in slow-mo. That's all they would have had to do, and we would never have known. But they showed it right to us, and I was like, oh, "Okay." Kind of, kind of took me out of it because I was with the whole thing. Like when it happened in, in regular motion, I was like, "Ouch!" Then I was yeah. like, "Oh, that's that's a lie." Whoops.
0: So uh, I, I'm liking that, but I like that match. I thought it was a very, very good match for what you know, Bobby Roode matches usually are because I'm not typically into them. Authors of Pain defeated 3.0, which we're going by the names Jean-Paul and Francois tonight. That is a rib on Triple H, for sure. (laughs) I think that is great. Uh, They cut a promo in French before, and they got a really, really good pop, and then they got their asses kicked really, really bad. Half of a super collider, because don't think WDB is letting them do the other half on the main roster. Uh -uh. So they'll just have to gently... Conk opponents into one another. I don't like that last chapter, but whatever they scream and shit after the match. They're not great promos, but they're probably going to be kept short and sweet. Still think WWE missed out, not having them with Samoa Joe and just having these two guys in particular spend time with Samoa Joe, whether it be on the road backstage and the ring yeah, this is what you would expect them to do to build up Authors of Pain is the same thing that they did on SmackDown to build up Bludgeon Brothers, which kind of bums me out because I just sat through three months of that. hmm Yep. Don't, don't necessarily need that. Now, it wouldn't be so bad had I not seen that, but I would just rather you show us a video package a couple of weeks of mm-hmm. Authors of Pain doing this in NXT to be like, okay, we've established that they can kick the shit out of these guys who stand no chance.
2: Yeah, there, there are also um, ways you could really easily, like here's the thing is that in this internet age with social media, um, for those people who have the WWE Network, check out this match that these guys did. Like that's a great way of getting people to go to the network to watch these matches and to actually say, hey, they had this great match against TM61 when they won the the, the Dusty Classic. Or hey, this is how they became tag champs. Like you tell the people that and they can go find that match and they can watch it and go, hell, that's great. I mean, being able to tweet out, tweet out uh, a recommendation to get these guys over in that way would be a great way of, of doing that. Um, I, I think that they never should have had the Bludgeon Brothers um, beat a bunch of stiffs in three mm-hmm. minutes when we already know that Harper and Rowan can kick ass together. We could have, they could have immediately thrown them into and let them actually have matches against. Real oh, people. I
0: really think that instead of inexplicably putting those two back together, they were feuding right before that. Before they were taken off TV, those two guys should have went out, had a top of the top of the nine o'clock hour no DQ match where they beat the living shit out of one another, mm-hmm. and then they just eerily hug afterwards because that's yeah. something that I would buy out of those two, and then all of a sudden they're back together. Like that's something that you can just, it's so easy to tie that up.
2: Yeah. I mean, you, you could do that. You could do that. Like you said, at the top of nine o'clock hour, you could do it uh, on the, on the lower part of a pay-per-view, you know, yeah. that would like build, do build a
0: kickoff show and it would make sense.
2: Absolutely. Um. Uh. These guys, everyone, I was like, I, I miss people were saying I miss Paul Ellering it was like, uh, I mean, I, didn't, I don't really think he added specifically anything, but you could easily team these guys with somebody else, like you were saying, Samoa Joe. Unfortunately, he's in SmackDown. Like, a guy like, for example, a Bobby Roode, if he turns heel, would love to have these guys as his muscles so he wouldn't have to lift a finger and stuff. Like, that's a great – he'd be a great mouthpiece for them. There's a lot of things you could do where you don't have to have them, you know, say one sentence, and then I'm assuming, say the translation of it in Albanian. It's it's you know kind of I mean?
0: like yeah, as opposed to Samoa Joe being their equal, if not more. Bobby Roode would be like, it's like the guys that you got to go through to get to him are way worse than the guy, <laughs> than the final boss,
2: which sometimes happens.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean you you see that here and there. Yeah. Ruby Riot against uh, Sasha Banks. Ruby Riot emerged victorious. This match kicked a bunch of ass. This was an incredible match, I thought, and a pointless match, an inconsequential <laughs> match. In an outstanding match, nonetheless, Ruby Riot hit a... Uh, I, I love how she hit the second rope off of a, a, a whip instead of the top one. Sasha slapped her with just this overhead chop. Sasha connected great on a Thez press. Ruby Riot did this push kick that was really good. Uh, they mixed in some creative spots while slowing things down. I, I'm a big fan of the head scissor in the corner where Ruby Riot will throw somebody up then kick them. Then this free fall cannonball senton that ruled that was so good everybody was raving about that move a plus stuff on that alex that was a way that you can switch it up Mm -hmm. and turn some heads and just it was outstanding the crowd was into it it led to sasha banks having the bank statement on but the riot squad prevent the finish there was this these inside out knees to Ruby Riot, then the Meteora on Liv Morgan, but ultimately Ruby Riot hit the riot kick and won. Outstanding! I thought this was going to be match of the night and then main event happened, but yeah, outstanding match.
2: Yeah, this is the kind of match that I was hoping for Ruby Riot since she came into the main roster, especially since she moved over to Raw. Um, uh. I, I've, I always thought there was a great way of like keeping her as a baby face, but kind of a tweener when she first came up um, where she just felt the need to prove herself against, I think there's a great storyline to be had with an NXT call up where um, you could, you could manufacture some doubt that maybe she's not ready or whatever. And she takes that as a chip on her shoulder to go out and have great matches where she comes really close to beating, or maybe she's able to sneak out a victory against these. And eventually she proves herself. And maybe in the process, she has to do things where she doesn't want to in order to to secure a victory or whatever, all this kind of stuff. And there was some great grit to Ruby Riot that I thought was perfect for that kind of a storyline. And, you know, she's got her little cronies with her uh, at ringside. Uh, to eat some knees off of the apron and whatever. Um, but I feel like there's this is the this is scratching the surface of what a proper Ruby Riot versus Sasha Banks program could be. Uh, where the titles even need to be involved, but these two are basically polar opposites. Like they're, but they have, but they're so cool to be able to to like use uh, all their differences against each other. Uh, and I, I, I loved it. I, I'm, I'm really excited to see where a, a, a Ruby Riot singles wrestling uh, can go, as opposed to her being the leader of a faction that, as a whole, um, just doesn't. They, work. They
0: just let these women go out there and have at it, and they put on a great match. That flying arm drag that Sasha did looked really, really good as well. Yeah. Oh, oh. man, this just made me happy because you know sometimes these these types of matches get about 7 8 minutes and it's it's not a lot it's too this was the perfect amount of time and i was sold at the cannonball senton i thought i was like damn
2: yeah the cannonball senton was was dope
0: <laughs> it was fantastic it was great oh, more more of this please i mean obviously i would like some story behind it here i am still wondering why why didn't sasha and bayley have a wrestlemania match because We haven't seen hardly any progression. And, you know, all these people will say, slow bird till summer (laughs) Yeah. I need more holding pattern horse shit for four months. Well, that's the thing.
2: Here's the problem I don't want it, but that's definitely what they're doing. Yeah. Like, the the earliest they're having that match is is Money in the Bank. And I don't think they are because Mm -hmm. they're going to be in the women's Money in the Bank match.
0: Oh, yeah. One of them will cost the other one the match.
2: which which will then set up a more slow burn through all of July. And then we'll finally have their big blow off at Brooklyn.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean the poetry of them in Brooklyn. Yeah, sure. But right. Heesh. We get another moment of bliss segment. (laughs) Alexa focuses on Naya bullying her for being short at Disney world. Saying that Naya asked if she was tall enough to ride the teacup ride. And says, you only have to sit in it and ask for a kid's menu for Alexa at dinner. I thought this was a nice touch, a nice different direction to go. Instead of focusing on Nia's weight, it was focusing on Alexa's own insecurities, which might be her height.
2: Yeah, no, this was was all great, except for there was one line where she says, and Nia sitting there with a turkey leg in each hand, like that line added nothing to it. You could she have taken... wants
0: to get in her protein, Alex.
2: <laughs> that, you that... never had one of those big-ass, like, turkey legs? I, I have. I have not had one in each hand because that would be comical effect for a man of my size. Which is exactly what the <laughs> image they're trying to conjure for Naya, but needlessly. It didn't I have to be get either. the
0: feeling that if you go and you buy one of those turkey turkey legs, it's kind of to look comical anyway. That's half the reason I do it, is to pretend like I'm in, like, the... Friggin' fifteen hundreds or something.
2: Right. It is like it's com- it's it's comical enough by itself with one. That's true. It's overkill with two. Um, I, I honestly love this because it was self-deprecating, and it wasn't about that until they decided. Oh, well, we got to get one in there, and it's just like WWE creative. You don't need that. Like you don't need that. Doesn't you have to be a part of this. Um, uh, uh, it's just lazy. It's just low and un- lowest common denominator stuff you don't need. So everything else I thought was actually really funny and really well. Like, like you just have to sit in it. Like it's a great line. It's well-delivered. Great. Get it in, get out. Don't, you don't need to muck it up with fat shaming stuff. It just doesn't need to be there.
0: I just want to say that rarely are the oversized Turkey legs as good as you think they're going to be.
2: Yeah. They're, That's a, they, shame. Uh, yeah, they're a lot better they're, in
0: theory than an execution i found.
2: Yeah, and if they're not prop- kept properly heated, they're just a breeding ground for all kinds of bacteria.
0: Yeah. You and know? it's a shame because like one of the best restaurants in our city does like, does the turkey leg as a special at like a local fair. And I got to pay the money to get in the damn fair. And every year <laughs> I fall for it. I'm not falling for it this year. <laughs> I'm not going there just for that turkey leg. Yeah. Spent too much money. My wife's, I, I asked her to go to school full time next semester. I can't afford to. Fifteen dollar turkey leg on no, top can't. of fare. Nah, it's just, it's, it's, it's unreasonable to me. Yep, it's unreasonable to me. Alexa Bliss bringing out the demons in me tonight, Alex. <laughs> Titus O'Neil talks about his greatest Royal Rumble fall. What did you think of the Titus O'Neil fall? Legit reaction, not you saying, "Well, they shouldn't have bullied him."
2: No, no, whatever. No. In the moment, I thought oh that's funny.
0: You like, laughed he, your ass off, didn't you?
2: I didn't laugh my ass off. I honestly my first thought was, dude, he's so lucky the LED board wasn't there. Yes. Like I'm like if like if he had if like cuz I mean it wasn't that close, but if he had stumbled closer to the ring, he could have landed with his teeth yes. on the ring apron. Like like it's he's lucky he didn't decapitate himself. So but Everything's funny. And the funniest part was him winding up under the ring and have to shimmy backwards out of it. That was that was funny. I, I'm not gonna lie, that was funny. As soon as I realized the WWE was gonna make this into a thing, then I was like, oh dude, you don't need it. I mean, like, it's not a A, now it's not funny anymore.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh because you decided it was funny and now you're gonna make it into a thing, and now it's not funny anymore. And B, I mean Let's just let the guy have made his mistake and say, Whoops, I made a mistake and move on.
0: Well, unsurprisingly, Vince McMahon lost his shit backstage laughing. I finally got to speak to people actually today about it. And I said the same thing to them that I said on the podcast Friday that I know that when that happens, Vince McMahon is trying to do one of three things. He either uh, wants to really prove a point, he is very impressed. Or he's laughing his ass off. And the person that I spoke to said, of course he was laughing his ass off. And over and over again, it was like, replay it. Replay it again. Replay it again. And I just imagine Vince McMahon after a, what, a 14-hour flight, knowing that almost immediately he's bound for another one. Because hours later, they were on a flight out. Right. Within hours of this moment, they were gone. And him just cackling and asking for more replays, loopy, like some twelve-year-old getting
2: the back
0: button on their DVR over and over again.
2: Yeah, yeah, just yeah.
0: Oh man! So uh, Baron Corbin interrupts him, makes fun of him.
2: Oh, good. We're gonna get to, we're, out of this. We're out of this ridiculous thing where he fell down. We're gonna get a great Titus O'Neil versus Baron Corbin feud. Hooray!
0: I really thought they were going to wind down Titus's in-ring career, but him tripping over his own feet may have saved it.
2: He's just turned 41, yeah?
0: Apparently, this Sunday is the first co-branded pay-per-view event. Yeah, I haven't heard of anything about that. Well, I guess Royal Rumble or Greatest Royal Rumble or WrestleMania didn't happen. The well, Leader of Worlds segment, Matt Hardy, shows pictures of them superimposed into historical moments. Yeah, this, this is fine, I guess. But, I mean, yeah. there's so much better that a Matt Hardy, probably a Bray Wyatt, and a Jeremy Borash could do.
2: Yes, this 100% there is. Uh, also, they could do something better than cutting a promo in front of a backlit shower curtain. Um, I I was kind of, I don't know, not surprised, and maybe disappointed they had an opportunity to figure out a really quick, a simple uh, number one contender for a backlash match uh, by doing a quick little way four way thing. Let it be somebody fun, like Brizongo. give like six minutes of fun and gonzo craziness and let, let the Hardy, Hardy and Wyatt retain. And then the following night on raw, we get to a real program. Um, but I, I don't feel like there is the opportunity for a real program with somebody like Brizongo. So getting them on on the pay-per-view with a real quick little segment with the Hardy's Hardy and Wyatt would have been fun as an opportunity.
0: The script called for this to be in a quote, woken location, and I was like No no the wo- shower curtain? That's yeah, it?
2: The, the, yeah, the the woken location is just when they 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 go down to the Dollar Tree and get a, a shower curtain and put a, a floodlight behind it. That's the woken location.
0: Also, uh Brizongo versus Revival on main event this week. That should be good.
2: Yeah, no, that that honestly, as soon as Brizongo showed up, I was like, I can't wait for the forever feud we're gonna get between Revival and Brizongo on main event. Oh,
0: and you said that too, yeah. On this th- show.
2: Those guys are so good yeah. and will be so good together. Because when revival decides to be funny, like they did this great thing where they were trying to do a tag to, um, I think to Dawson's foot as he was in the ring, like sticking (laughs) his leg out to try and get tagged by by Wilder, and the ref wouldn't allow it. Uh, They did that last week on main event. Um, These guys should have a great um, program on Raw, but they're not going to have it. It'll be on main event. So if you want to watch the you know the greatest tag team in the world go up against a great comedy duo. Tune into main event every week because I'm sure that's where it's going to be.
0: So, WWE has Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler cut a selfie promo. They had Drew McIntyre cut a scripted promo explaining that the reason why his promos are so good are because they're real. Mm-hmm. And then Dolph Ziggler says that they're.
2: We lost you again, Sean. I don't know if I'm on the air or you're on the air. So I'm going to say what you were going to say. Uh, Ziggler says, we didn't come here to steal the show. We came here to take it, which is the exact same thing. So I don't know if, if somebody gave Ziegler a, a thesaurus and he was like, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, it doesn't. And we're back. <laughs> I, I don't know if you were on the no, air was I was have, on the I air. I have a
0: window pulled up. Man, you all uh, should tweet at Google, at YouTube creators, and say, what what's up with this? What's <laughs> up with this? Anyway, I don't know at what point you lost me, but I'll go ahead and reiterate. They had Drew McIntyre cut a scripted promo explaining the reason that his promos are so good is because they're real. Right. Then Dolph Ziggler said that the they are even- stealing the show. They're taking the show.
2: Yeah, I, I, I made the joke that I don't know who gave Dolph Ziggler a thesaurus, but he's not using it right. Well, to be fair,
0: I know that steal and take can mean the same thing, but sometimes Raw is absolute shit. And there's a difference in stealing shit and taking a shit. So uh,
2: that, 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 is, that is true. So are they uh, saying
0: they're going to take a shit?
2: I don't know. Uh, are I, they in the bathroom doing this promo? this is the thing is I was watching this thing and until they showed up in this, in this promo, I forgot they were on raw. Like, that's what, that's what has happened with like, you have so much stuff going on.
0: No Ember Moon, no Kurt Angle, no no Chad Gable after you beat Mahal.
2: Right. You have, it's, it's so deep. The roster is so deep that then you got, um, that we're going to get what appears to be a, Uh, Titus worldwide plus no way Jose versus Baron Corbin deal that they're going to keep on TV, but we can't, we can't get McIntyre and Ziggler uh, in a tag match against, you know, whoever, like, I don't know. It's just a weird deal that we have to work with now and figure out who's been prioritized in the mid card. It's weird.
0: Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns, and Bobby Lashley defeated Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn and Jinder Mahal. WWE read the room really poorly. On this and they evening. did. Uh, Reigns as a babyface in general is unusual booking. Braun, Braun Strowman helping him is even weirder. Uh, Zayn and Owens work underneath early on in this match. Owens gets a big time pop when he helps Zayn. Strowman isn't in the match like at all for 15 minutes, and while Reigns specifically gets worked over, sometimes Lashley. Reigns is almost put away with a power bomb, but kicks out. Strowman's tagged in. There's no one else to beat up on, on his hot tag, so he plows through Owens and Zayn at ringside before he gets posted. Lashley suplexes Zayn, but Owens accidentally whips Mahal into a spear. Reigns gets kicked, but then KO runs right into a running power slam. Braun Strowman celebrates with Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley, and the hometown boys are beaten. This didn't make... A bit of sense. I don't know who it helped. It made Braun look like a teddy bear for not wanting to kill this guy he always wants to kill, much less helping him. Roman Reigns, a guy who they seem to want people to like, didn't get the pin, so it's their way of saying, ah, he didn't win, though. Yeah. Bobby Lashley didn't factor into the finish at all. He nope. is brand new. Need to get him over. Roman Reigns didn't help out his babyface situation at all. You had the three or two guys that were actually over, lose, including one who got maybe the biggest pop of the night pinned. Meanwhile, Jinder Mahal, the one guy on the quote unquote heel team who got booed, didn't get pinned by the one guy on the babyface team who was getting a positive
2: reaction. Can you make sense out of any of this? None. None whatsoever. The whole, th- oh, from the opening segment through to this, it was just like, oh, like, did it honestly felt like they didn't r- realize how how over Owens and Zayn were going to be? Like, but their heels. Even in their hometown, they're not going to get this a big. It's been pop. going on for twenty one years now. It doesn't make it like like they're they were hugely over. Like, I don't care how many pairs of condescending reading glasses Sami Zayn pulls out of his sweatshirt, he's not getting booed in Montreal. So, like, it's just not going to happen. So you've you've got the baby faces, you know, uh, are 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 not nearly as over and popular as two out of the three guys. I, I tweeted this out. Roman Reigns is legitimately the fifth most over guy in this match, and that's only because the sixth guy is Jinder Mahal. Like, you know, like everyone's like, "Hey, Bobby Lashley's back. What's he going to do?" Oh, nothing. On okay. average, this team is three hundred pounds apiece. <laughs> They're they're excited to see Bobby Lashley, what he can do, but you're not showing him do anything. And guess what? The tag match this Sunday isn't going to do anything for anybody because because just the way it's been working, if Braun is in a tag match, he sits on the apron and waits to get his hot tag. He mows through everybody and then gets the pin. That's the only thing they do with Braun and hot tags in in, in tag matches. So you're going to see Bobby Lashley, giant super athletic super strong Bobby Lashley wind up as the face in peril for like 12 minutes getting beat down by a comedy duo basically is the way they booked them in Sami Zayn and and Kevin Owens like I don't know how that gets Bobby Lashley over um it's gonna be a lot of fun hey I I love watching um Braun just truck stick Owens and Zayn on the outside it's fun but it's inconsequential like use this use these guys to mean something.
0: If Strowman and Lashley went on Sunday, why wouldn't they get a title shot? <laughs> Strowman, who vacated the championships, now with an adult human male, also would be three and zero if you include this six man tag in yep. tags with Bobby Lashley. Yeah,
2: I. I mean they're they're going to win that match, and yeah. they're not going to get a title shot.
0: Yes, correct.
2: So, so it's it it's all whatever. Like there's there's a there's a lot of stuff you could do with all these people to get to get them over, but they're not gonna.
0: This was didn't make any damn sense. No way Jose comes out with a conga line. Baron Corbin is out and trashes Titus O'Neil. Corbin's promos aren't very good, but they're better than SmackDown days. That is a low bar to clear, though. Corbin hits a nice clothesline. Jose battles back with strikes. No botter in the pool for a body press. Titus Worldwide interrupt. And this distraction takes forever. Apollo keeps Titus from slipping on the ramp, but then Titus either falls on the apron or feigns falling on the apron. Corbin gets rolled up and pinned.
2: Okay. I mean, we know he feigned falling on the apron, but what I don't know is if his character fell or pretended oh, to fall. Yeah, he didn't so legitimately
0: like, fall. That's
2: what I'm saying. Is like, of course. is is the the, the the question is like, is is Titus O'Neil like this great mastermind of of you know pratfalls, or is he just really clumsy? Like I I don't know which one, and I don't honestly I don't I don't care uh, because what this does it just extends a Baron Corbin program that nobody asked for, correct. You know? I don't, I, this is the thing is that like they, you could have done something with this guy since he came up and won the Andre, the giant more Royal, you saw enough in him to give him the, the money in the bank uh, briefcase. And then you had him cash in and fail. And everything he's done since then has basically been.
0: Because he dared to question your CTE expert. That's yeah. why they did it too. He had some heat on him yeah. for that.
2: Yeah. Which is, which is great.
0: Speaks speaks volumes. Like, of all the things, it's like one thing that I'm like, really? He did a good thing. Yeah. Because as it turns out, apparently the people who you all have in charge don't know that much. No. No, Because they have a guy sit out for three years when he doesn't need to be sitting (laughs) out for three years.
2: You have a guy who sits out for three years because this CTE expert tells him, if you get back in the ring, you're going to go brain dead. And what happens? Like literally a month after he comes back from being gone for three years, you put him in the roy in the roy- greatest Royal Rumble for seventy four straight minutes. Yeah, I think he's doing okay. So yeah, maybe Baron Corbin questioning that guy was the right play.
0: Natalia defeated Mickey James. Natalia is joined by Ronda Rousey, who goes right after the arm of Mickey James. Uh, that person being Natalia going after the arm. Mickey pulls a guillotine, but Natalia ends up with a discot lariat. I don't know why Natalia is even going after Alexa in this match. You have Ronda goddamn Rousey on the outside who goes into full summer race sprint mode.
2: She looked like the T-1000. Alexa is like,
0: I am 4'10", please stop running so fast.
2: <laughs> I have little legs. <laughs> I just, My God. I just loved it. Uh
0: you know what? That's Linda Hamilton in the new Terminator. There you go. Just have her, have her, throw her out there. Don't have her sail out or make her be the female Terminator.
2: Yeah, no, seriously, she's she's the T one thousand and in female form. Like it was, man, that was great. The sprint, whoo,
0: scary. Yeah. scary,
2: scary, loved it.
0: Natalia has her leg attacked, but it, but pins Mickey James. Nia then chases Alexa Bliss, then goes face to face with Natalia and Rousey, and then. Big happy cheer.
2: Yay! We're all, baby, we're all baby faces and therefore on the same team. Hooray!
0: Rhonda Rousey has never gotten along with anybody but Jessamyn Duke and Ronda or Shayna Baszler ever. But all of a sudden, <laughs> she's going to get along with the women's champion. Okay. Okay. That poor writing for her, I think. Because I, I think instead of woohoo to everybody... She has an established relationship with Natalia. I buy it. Uh-huh. I've seen them train together for years. However, I think you should also plant the seeds of what will it be like if Ronda Rousey faces this person almost every time.
2: Yeah. I, I think I think a tentative handshake is is as good as you're gonna get between people like this. Not not a like, let's raise our arms because we're on we're on the same team. Yeah. Yeah. Don't like it.
0: Seth Rollins comes out, incredible reaction. He speaks a little wow. bit of French, but he gets a big pop. Says that he doesn't want to be the kind of champion that Brock Lesnar is because Roman should be champ anyway. Oh, I feel bad that they fed him that line. Well, yeah. Not the, not the Brock line, right. but no, the, no. Roman line. the Roman line. Roman line is terrible. I, I could see still what they were doing with the Brock line. I saw yeah. it, but I yeah. was like,
2: okay, it'll help you if you say it. Um, Yeah, but he he basically said the same thing about Brock that Roman's been saying, but said it short, sweet, to the point, made his point, got out. Like, Brock's never here. Uh, When he does show up, he gets lucky and and wins matches he probably should have lost anyway. And now, who knows when we'll see this guy again? Like, that's that's true. And that's why, uh, like, but, but here's the thing. Seth... Is your most important singles men male champion on Raw because the other guy isn't there? So um, there's a there's a thing of there's an interesting poetic um, justice in this whole thing if they if they it, it they could play it right. It's not just Montreal like they were super into Rollins, but every place loves Rollins now. He's he's become as over as a babyface as he's ever been, um, and. And in canon, that should probably stick in in Roman's craw just a little bit. Yeah. Like, this is the guy who turned on him and Dean a few years ago. He was persona non grata. Alice, you make it too easy. Stop it. You make it too simple. He stole Roman's title from him at WrestleMania 31. Like, all this stuff. Every good a heel has,
0: has something rooted in truth that they're upset about. And he's yeah. got some things to be upset about. Yeah. He should have won the title. Right. And Seth Rollins is more popular yeah. than him. He but easily... he's a baby about it.
2: Here's the thing. In character. He, yes, he could easily come out and say, and say in some promo with him and Seth in the ring, he said, Seth, was well, one thing I don't understand. Why do they love you so much? What have you ever done? to get all these people to love you, except for stab me in the back, except for steal my stuff, except for all this stuff. Like, there's a great thing that you could actually have Roman just just eaten up by resentment for, toward this guy. It should be his place. This is my show. This is everything I was promised. I should have had this, and they love you instead. There's an amazing poetic justice to having Roman turn on Seth for that reason, considering all of their history. Are they ever going to do it? Nah. Wouldn't it be fun?
0: Sure would. Finn Balor comes out. He also speaks a little bit of Spanish. And Seth Rollins' reaction oh, French, was French. great. He was like, you son of a bitch. I worked on that for like 12 minutes today. <laughs> and you just came in and took it. It was really, yeah, he, really good.
2: In fairness, but what, what Rollins said was, thank you very much. Uh-huh. And, what, and what Finn said was, my name is Finn Balor. So yes. they, I think they got that out of the French 101 book. I'm pretty oh, of sure. Of
0: course. Of course. <laughs> but still, it was it was I a good moment. It. I I really yeah. liked it. Balor brings up their Greatest Royal Rumble match, says they're two and two so far, wants a rubber match for a title. Rollins pulls the crowd, accepts the fight. They shake hands and they are interrupted by the Miz Tourage, still coming out to Miz's music, even though they both came out to their own individual music in the Greatest Royal Rumble. Mm. The Ms. want a stable with all four guys and they reveal crudely pasted shirts with all of their faces on them. They want to be the four horsemen of the WWE, Alex.
2: Yeah. That that honestly, that's really funny. Uh I, I loved it. Um I, I there was somebody who was like, Why why are these guys coming out to the Mrs. music when they turned on him two weeks ago? Um and I thought that too until there was a, a, a guy who follows us who was at the show, and he said that everyone there thought the Miz was going to come out. So it was a huge reaction, like, oh, the Miz is here. That's going to be fun. And instead, it was the Miz-tourage, and They were like, oh, screw these guys. So it immediately put them uh, in it made, yes. built great heat, which is great, which is great. I didn't even I didn't consider that until that guy tweeted it at me. Sometimes That's they're part-
0: not easy to dislike. Sometimes they're really funny. Yeah, it's true. Rollins and Balor beat up the Rage, but then Balor catches Rollins with the eye of the hurricane. That leads us to our main event, Intercontinental Championship match, another barn burner between these two. Every time I'm like, okay, is this going to be the one that doesn't interest me? And these two just have special chemistry, Alex.
2: Yeah, no, the, the, uh, sign, sign me up for a, for a forever fight with these guys. They're, they're so great together. I thought that when they when they had their match at SummerSlam for the Universal title, I was like, oh man, these guys work really well together. Except yeah. for that thing that, you know... <laughs> put, put Finn and Rowland still hasn't done to him yet. No, no. They tease it all the time, yeah. but he still hasn't pulled it off. There, there are, There's stuff that... The, the, I love little touches where a certain pairing will say, okay, this is our bit. We're going to do this over and over and over again and find new ways of making it fresh. The Falcon Arrow... Out of the superplex that Rollins always does, that he gets on everybody, he can never seem to quite get right on Finn. Finn Finn rolls him up out of it tonight. He countered the Falcon Arrow with a Falcon Arrow of his own, and that pin that 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 near fall totally got me. I thought if you're ever gonna get put the IC IC title on Finn, now's the time to do it with that particular spot because then you got a triple threat this weekend um, with S- Seth can invoke his rematch clause. Then you got triple threat with him and the Miz and anything's possible at that point. But uh, I, I love that. There's that particular bit that they are going to use over and over and over again. Like sign me up for the spring and summer of these sure. guys. The IC title picture is in such great shape over on. Over on I well, love
0: because it. there is no universal championship picture. Well,
2: well that's that's true. I always feel like the Universal Championship picture is whatever Roman's doing, even if Brock isn't around. Yeah. Because that's that's the way they treat it. So it's not it's not for a belt. It's just like Roman's angry at this guy. Yeah. You know?
0: Balor teases a nineteen sixteen but does the eye of the hurricane. I like that he can go in and out of those two moves depending on who he's facing. Yeah. Coach says, as uh one of our readers, Eric said, that he talked to these two guys about stealing the show earlier. Yet this match was made in the middle of the show. Yep. Thumbs down, coach. Rip cord knee after a sling blade. Balor kicks out at two. Rollins stops the coup de gras. I love the story Balor and Rollins continue to tell that Rollins cannot hit the Falcon Arrow off of the superplex Yeah, on Balor. It's happened three straight times. So now, every single time that superplex comes... I sit there and I go, what's going to happen? Is he going to hit this? Is he going to get rolled up? Now I got to wonder if Balor is going to do a Falcon Arrow of his own. This was a kick-ass spot, Alex.
2: No, I, I said, I said, it's it's it, it, the near fall completely popped me. I honestly thought they were they were going to do this uh, because that spot was so inspired. Like the Falcon Arrow out of the Falcon Arrow was something I had not considered. And it was just great because I also have never seen – um, Fal- uh, Finn hitting Falcon arrows on people like it was. It's great. It's his own. It's using the other guys move against him in, in a way that was just really inspired. Um, I love that these guys are are finding new ways of of doing um a spot to make it keep it fresh. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it.
0: Really good stuff. Balor clotheslines Rollins out of the ring after a nice DDT gets a tope con hilo two or there's a coup de gras attempt then two curb stomps miss but Balor gets a sling blade. Rollins slugs Valor with a super kick, hits the curb stomp for the win. Excellent match. Rollins retains. Just good stuff. However, I do have a qualm with this situation. And it's not their fault. It's WWE's fault. Because as I had mentioned, there there were a possibility, I thought, of several title changes happening over the next few weeks. WWE has eliminated doubt from a lot of matches, I think, on Sunday. Yep. And and well, originally it was going to be Jeff Hardy against Randy Orton. That's not even announced now. Like that's not even on the card. But now no. you got Miz and Seth Rollins, and I don't think there's a real chance that that Rollins wins or that Miz wins.
2: Rather, no. I mean, I I, I, I can't see it. There's no. There's no. If they were going to do something, you know, for for Hardy to the only way you can do this with the trade of the belts. Here's the thing like the universal title is on raw and it's never defended because they keep it on Brock Lesnar so you can't therefore then put the ic title on smackdown as well mm-hmm. otherwise it's just the raw tag titles who, which aren't being defended at backlash and the women's title there's nothing on raw so 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 the miz isn't winning he yeah. isn't there's no way he can win so why are we having the match? It'll be yeah. fun to watch, but it's useless. That's the whole thing. That was the my my main uh anticipa- anticipatory problem with uh the greatest royal rumble uh was that it was going to wind up being just a giant house show. It the was the most expensive house show, and that's all it was, because no titles changed hands. All you have is, you know, the 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 excuse me, it changed hands from vacant to the, the, the leaders it, yeah. of worlds. That's it. Oh, and and Braun got to to take home his very own uh, Mountain Dew championship. Yes, he did. Uh, uh, So that was nice of them.
0: I'll have our – or we will have our full picks on the SmackDown Live post-show tomorrow night, uh, that being Tuesday night, myself and Jeff Hawkins. A couple of uh, news bits from this weekend. Muhammad Hassan, a guy that I come to know pretty well uh, through doing a couple of long-form articles on him, he did an interview with Matt Kuhn and Robbie E of the It Ended podcast. And that kind of motivated him. He got in the ring for the first time since 2005 this weekend. Had a match with Papa Don. Won, looked in great shape. Told me that he's open to wrestling a little bit more, but isn't getting back in full weekend warrior mode. I didn't think this was ever going to happen based on me talking to him and his lawsuit with WWE. Didn't think that would happen either, but... Literally, before this, the last time he wrestled was against The Undertaker when he was killed off of WWE programming. Wow.
2: That's a long time, man. Very long
0: time. He's going to get some bookings, man. Yeah. Oh, oh, hell he'll get yeah. He's you know. bookings. I yeah. wonder what the WWE trademark situation on Muhammad Hassan is right now.
2: <laughs> they can't have renewed that.
0: Exactly, right? So, yeah. Yeah, like, they, they don't mention him. Anywhere like on the network, they rarely do on wdb.com They don't really, they've never had him be a talking head on the network. He's not been a part of one of those retrospects
2: of all the terrible booking and writing things they've done. Oh, yeah, in their history, everything else you can find out there, but not this. You know, like there's a certain people, like you know, there's the Benoit thing, which is a completely different thing, but this is entirely creative. And they were like, whoops, we we screwed up so bad. We're never going to mention it yeah. again. That's how bad that is. Like, that's woof.
0: Speaking of screwing up really bad, Batista revealed today that WWE just flat out ghosted him when he was planned to have a program with Ronda Rousey leading into WrestleMania and then a program next year with Triple H. The They treat this guy like utter garbage. And keep in mind, they didn't think Guardians of the Galaxy was going to be a hit. No there ain't no way that they thought that this movie that came out like this a couple weeks ago was going to yeah. be a flop.
2: No. Uh, they, did you see, they tweeted out congratulations to Bautista for being in that movie and being such a success. Yeah. Congratulations. You're how, so great. Okay. Well, um, you had an opportunity to kind of piggyback off of that when he was like, let me go in and work with Ronda Rousey. And you were like, nah, fam, we're we good. He but that? he's he's not just some like I know I get it. He was
0: in wrong side of town with R V D and Viscera back in the day. But I mean the guy is in he's in Infinity War. He's in Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. He's in Guardians of the Galaxy. He was in a, a goddamn James Bond movie.
2: He's yep. in movies with like De Niro. Yeah. He's he's improving in all of them. Like Critic. The yeah. Yeah, he's uh he's he's really good um and the movies he's in um are at least successes uh he's a full-fledged movie star in in the biggest movie of all time mm-hmm. it made 680 million or something it's opening weekend the this guy's is the-
0: producing a movie that's starring pierce brosnan He's he's went even beyond acting. He's producing stuff now.
2: And you're like, no, we don't, we don't. We'd rather not work with you, Dave, because because there was that time where some people made fun of you because you we were wearing blue. Yeah. And so and so he's, we think that you don't. They don't like you anymore.
0: Yeah, he's in this uh, Hotel Artemis joint this summer too with uh, Sterling Brown and Jodie Foster and the legend Jeff Goldblum.
2: Yeah. Uh, you mean the Hotel John Wick movie? Yeah. It's going to be
0: fun. It'll do well. It'll do well. (laughs) Escape plan. He's got that one coming up too. Oh, by the way, a sequel already confirmed. Yeah. Uh, Another offenders movie. And he's like, hey, let me sneak in a full-time WWE run in between that. Yeah. Guys, thank you all for tuning in. Leave us a thumbs up. Subscribe. Of course, visit Fightful.com. I have tons of exclusive news. You know, there aren't a whole lot of websites out there. That have put out more exclusives, interviews, stuff like that than Fightful.com has, especially of late. We're putting out all kinds of information on behind-the-scenes stuff with Raw. Got a who produced what segments coming tomorrow morning. Got that Fightful Wrestling Weekly on Friday, and I break it down on Fightful Select exclusively for subscribers. So even if you're not sold on Fightful Select, just go over there, poke around, see the cool things you can get by being a subscriber. You can follow Alex at Palowski the Fourth. Follow me at Sean Ross Sap. Most importantly, guys, just visit Fightful.com. Leave us a comment on the video below if you're watching on YouTube. Until next time, we are out.